0: It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox.
1: It's living the Bream with the host of Fox News Sunday, Shannon Bream.
0: I am so excited to welcome back to Live in the Brain podcast, uh, a New York Times number one bestseller herself and co-host of Weekend Fox and Friends, among many other things, wife and mama and crusader, um, Rachel campos Great to have you back.
1: Thank you, Shannon. It's so great to be on your podcast. And you know, I'm such a Shannon Bream fan.
0: So, Well, you know, it's a mutual, (laughs) it's a mutual admiration society. (laughs) I don't know how you do. Every time I look up and see you, I'm like, how in the world does Rachel get all of this done? Um, and make it look easy too So I don't know But you guys are You don't fabulous. want to know How the sausage is made You don't <laughs> In a lot of our homes I think that's just true Like what you see on Instagram Like oh look Everybody looks so cute And in coordinated outfits And you're like Just you don't even know Especially I think We always joke about this But like getting to church I can remember I think everybody Growing up going to church You're like screaming And fussing in the car My dad's like I am pulling out of this driveway Like everybody's crazy And then you get to church And you're like oh. Ah. That's kind of I've, al- I've <laughs> always said, Shan, that I commit all my sins on the on,
1: on my way to church. <laughs> right. But it's oh, good. We get a fresh start for church. You
0: exactly. know, what's terrible
1: is that because I do Fox and Friends, you know, on Saturday and Sunday. Yes. What I do most weekends, some some weekends I do mass in the city because I have things going on in the city with my yes. girls. But um, most of the time I'm coming back, but I'm meeting Sean. At Mm -hmm. church, and so I had to get get everybody ready. Except that I go and meet them there, and all my kids look like orphans, and like they (laughs) just look like Annie, like like you know Annie. (laughs) I remember the movie Annie. Right, 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 right. They're their hair is a mess, their shoes don't match. It's just, I have to just go, I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look.
0: Because they right. just you're don't like, look the way I would get them boy, Right. You're like, but I already made it here. We're going to worship now. It's going to be fine. But um, how they get here is another story. Um, and you know exactly. what? So Sean is a great example. We'll both probably talk about our husbands today because we're talking about my brand new book, um, Love Stories of the Bible Speak. And I want to focus on one of those with you, one of the chapters, because There are a lot of love stories in the Bible. Um, There's a lot about romance and sex and marriage. And I was a little intimidated, but also excited to dive into those stories for this new book. And one of my favorite chapters is Mary and Joseph, because I think so often, rightfully, we have a lot of emphasis on Mary and her blessed role and her visitation directly from the angel to tell her, you're going to carry the Messiah and all these things. But I've always thought about like, Joseph has to be a very humble man to go along with this whole thing, too, Um, also Mm -hmm. knowing he's very protective of Mary, of her reputation, but he could have quietly put her away, as the Bible says. And I love how he steps up as a man who raises the Son of God really as his own child um, as best he can with his earthly limitations. But I love this picture of Joseph as this amazing, sacrificial, humble father and husband. Yeah,
1: he truly is. And, you know, in the Catholic tradition, we do obviously venerate Mary a lot. Um, she was chosen by God to carry, you know, carry her, carry Jesus in her body. But, you know, the whole story doesn't work without Joseph there as sort of the foster father, right? As mm-hmm. as, as, as the person, as you said, who steps up and, and makes this happen. And it, his feast day, by the way, in Catholic tradition is March 19th. Mm -hmm. And in Spain, Portugal and Italy, that's also Father's Day. So there is a lot of sort of Catholic emphasis on Mm -hmm. this idea of him as the St. Joseph, as the perfect example of what it means to be a father. And truly, if all dads emulated the life, the service, the mercy, the obedience to God, even when it's tough and, you know, put your own reputation at stake, um, the world would be a better place. And, you know, you you brought up, you know, Mary. Yeah, sure. Mary was in grave danger had Joseph not, you know, taken her to be his wife, you know, after hearing that she was pregnant. But also he, he suffered um, humiliation because the way it worked in those times was you were betrothed. Right to someone, and that meant you let you live chastely, but knowing you were going to get married, it was during that period that the angel appeared to Mary, and she had to tell Joseph, you know, mm-hmm. that she was um, going to have a child, and that, you know, it, and then he had the vision, the, you know, the, the, the angel came to him, but at some point in between there, it, the Bible says that he was thinking about quietly divorcing her, yeah. and when he you know, obeyed the angel and took Jesus's, you know, gave Jesus's name and agreed to marry Mary, Mary um, you know, that meant that he was either, he had broken his, his vow of, you know, of not being with her during that betrothal period, which would have been a humiliation in that culture, um, or even more humiliating, he was taking a woman whose child wasn't his own, and he did mm-hmm. all of those things, um, he stepped up because he was so obedient to God.
0: Yeah, he really was. And I can't imagine the weight for either of them taking this on, but they were united in it together. And yeah. um, we see him protect Mary and protect baby Jesus as they have to run from the threat of Herod, pack up mm-hmm. and go. And as you said, Joseph is very obedient through all of this. And you know, most of us think, oh my gosh, if we got thrown into this situation, would we at some point question? Like, God, this is hard. and um, this is this is my whole life is carrying out this mission now. Um, I wonder if Joseph ever had those moments where he thought, "Gosh, this is too much," or we just see this faithful example of him in the Bible, willing to do what he had to do to protect Mary and baby Jesus, and um, to raise this young man. You know, we have this glimpse where they lose Jesus in the temple when he's young. I want to I want to say it's like mm-hmm. twelve years old. And um, they don't know where he is for a few days. And they go back to Jerusalem and he's hanging out in the temple like, why are you guys so worried about me? I've got to be about my father's business, you know. And I think as an earthly father, wouldn't you be like, what are you doing? (laughs) We don't see that reaction (laughs) from Joseph. But, you know, you got to wonder, like, this was a heavenly assignment, but it had some very earthly, real-world duties to it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just even from the very beginning, I mean, first of all, the idea of fatherhood and the importance of it is being lost in our world right now, in our culture right now. I mean, it's so many of, you know, you and I, I I'm sure you know, Jack Brewer, um, we have him on the show. Oh yeah, um, mm-hmm. He's such an amazing guy, great Christian, really does everything um, that, you know, a, a Christian who walks the walk, talks the talk. And we've Talked a lot, Jack and I, about the problems in America. And he will tell you that he believes if we got fatherhood right in America, everything would be solved. And so the importance of fatherhood is, um, it, we just can't overstate it. And, you know, he truly is, St. Joseph, um, such an amazing example. I mean, just think from the very beginning, if, if how many out of wedlock, there are in America, and if men stepped up, how that would change our whole country. Our whole, you know, uh, it would change the abortion rate. It would change um, the, the the pain of fatherlessness in so many lives. It would change the struggles of of so many single moms. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's so important on every level, and then just sort of the the, the steadfastness. I mean, we hear a lot about mary we hear a lot more about mary even you know at the cross um and we presume that joseph has died by then i guess because we we don't hear about him at that point in the bible Mm but i mean it, it didn't end with herod as you said i mean they lost him you know in the temple for three days um and i i presume that you know at some point when he leaves the house to go you know take on his mission he's he's you know talking about that and he also taught um jesus his craft i mean jesus was a carpenter too um at one point so there is this is this beauty about it and i think before this podcast i sent you a picture um that i love of saint joseph and it's it's sort of like somebody made this painting of you know mary sleeping after the birth of jesus and then joseph upholding the baby while mary gets her rest you know Mm -hmm. after labor it's beautiful uh, It's a really beautiful image and thought about what that holy family was like. But I I actually posted that uh, the day before I gave birth, I think, to my seventh child.
0: (laughs) I put no pressure, Sean. (laughs) Oh, I need some rest (laughs) after this. (laughs) This is how it works in the Bible. This is how. (laughs) We'll have more Live in the Bream in a moment. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at FoxBusinessPodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. So many men these days. First of all, hats off to moms. You know what I mean these women who are stepping up and grandma 's and other people and families, um, and it can be you know a, a father who 's not your biological father, but somebody else who steps in like people are stepping in to raise these kids and in all kinds of different situations, I had a dad and a stepdad, so there are all kinds of different ways that families come together sure. but Um, What a blessing for kids um, to have a man who will stand by them and say, I'm going to raise you and I'm going to protect you. I mean, all those things that we hope a parent will do. Um, And I I talk about in the book, um, Love Stories of the Bible Speak, I talk about this, about how families come together in different ways and how Joseph was like a stepdad, kind of, um, to Jesus. And that was sort of his role. And how... um, those kinds of families can be a huge blessing for us to have a blended family or to have other people who step into our lives. Um, And frankly, like you said, I think sometimes fathers don't get enough love and credit um, in today's society. They're so important. And it makes me sad when I feel like men feel in some way that they are devalued or, you know, so many of the sitcoms and things, the dad is kind of a befuddled, bumbling around kind of butt of the joke and Mm -hmm. um, there are so many good men in all of our lives and every day we see this men who are stepping up to be there. And um, just as we should celebrate motherhood, we should celebrate fatherhood too.
1: Yes, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we hear about toxic masculinity. I mean, you know, masculinity. You 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 use the word, you know, protecting that family. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's sort of what masculinity is is really about. And you know, it's interesting when you when you know, I'm as a mom. I mean, I look at the way I interact and help and heal and you know, guide my children. It's totally different than the way Sean does it. And yet, they're equally good. They're equally needed. And I think you're right. I think our culture, you know, both in pop culture and in the sitcoms and in the in the stories that we read about men, um, I think we really have diminished men mm-hmm. in so many ways. And, I, and if you look at um, just how how things are going, I mean, you see, you know, Basement Boys. I think there is a crisis of manhood because we're devaluing masculinity we're devaluing fatherhood uh, and in many ways i think men are lost because i think they're built mm-hmm. for that um yeah, and again and young men.
0: i think Yeah. Young men, I think, are confused about um, they want to do the right thing. They want to be good citizens. And I do think there have been these messages that say, you know, we got to really dial back the masculinity. And listen, I think we all agree if somebody is misogynistic and violent and disrespectful to women, of course, we all condemn that across the board. But I think it's Mm -hmm. been a little confusing for some people because, okay, am I supposed to be just emo all the time as a guy? And not speak up and not be a bold voice because I'm going to be viewed in some way as being too, quote unquote, toxic. And I think um we should encourage men to embrace their masculinity as we do women, their yes. femininity. like we there are um, enormous yes. strengths to both those things a-
1: absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I think about, like, again, like the advice that um that Sean gives, you know, my children versus the way I, the advice I give my children. But also, you know, the 10 years that Sean was in Congress were really challenging for our family because he was gone um, for, you know, so many days a week. And it was interesting to me. And and that's in part, you know, this Shannon, that's in part why we got out. I mean, it just got Mm -hmm. uh, untenable for us. Um, The more kids we had, and actually the older they got it, they got the more, especially our boys needed my you know sean around and that was what was so interesting to me it seemed like sean's absence was much more felt by our sons than even our girls and Mm -hmm. and again it speaks to these sort of biological things that god you know god created us to do And I think that the boys needed boys need their dads, you know, and um, and again, it it goes back to this story of St. Joseph and what he what he did, you know, again, I I think unless we understand at that time just how taboo it is, the kind of danger Mary would be in, the Mm -hmm. kind of humiliation um, as a man that St. Joseph would go through. um, But all in all of it. Doing the right thing um, and doing what God wants—I mean, those are just incredible examples. Saint Joseph's, also in the Catholic tradition, uh, he's he's the patron saint of workers, and so you know he's always seen as you know this hardworking provider for his family, and that's again um, a beautiful a beautiful mm-hmm. example for us here in our own modern day culture where. Um, So many men have not stepped up to take care of of their children and and the mothers of their children.
0: Yeah. And as you said, he provides a model in so many good ways, because I think people who are not from a faith tradition or kind of on the outside looking in. Um, sadly, to me, sometimes they have the impression that women are, you know, subservient and men are kind of viewed as leaders of everything. And there's no room in religious life for women um, to be leaders or even in marriage, where to me, if you read, especially in Ephesians, exactly what's supposed to happen that's exactly the opposite i mean it's very much a partnership and that men are supposed to esteem and love their wives as christ loved the church i mean christ laid down his life for the church so that's a very pretty, yeah. pretty big toll and the fact the way that i view it too is that men answer to god you know if they're lording mm-hmm. over their authority or leadership in some way that's ungodly or unkind i mean they don't have to answer to me. They have to answer to a higher power. That's right. Who is supposed to guide and help them love their wives the same way that God loves the church?
1: Right. It's it, it, it's so true. And the role of husband. So we talked a lot about fatherhood, but yeah, you're right. We're talking about it. Him as as a husband, and he was. And it, again, in the Catholic tradition, there's a there's you know there are novenas that. Um, husbands, you know, pray for nine days to have, you know, to, to be a better model of a, of a husband um, and, a, and of a father. Um, and, and, and they pray that novena too, um, for the intercession of St. Joseph. But yeah, you know, the, the role of, of fathers um, or a husbands should be a partnership. And you're right, the Bible has always shown that as as a as an example, and you see them, you know, struggling together, helping each other out, you know, whether it's getting to Bethlehem, escaping, I mean, these are all things they do, you know, together, mm-hmm. and and that is that partnership, um, but also understanding that, you know, in marriage, we are um, equal and complementary, um, but we're not the same, and mm-hmm. we do different things um, for each other and for our children, and I think that's, um that's another thing that's that's kind of being lost.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, how would you say that that faith affects your marriage and your parenting? Because we've talked about this some before, but I gotta tell you, like anybody who's been married longer than five minutes, I mean, we've had our rough patches and yeah. there are times when you're like, How can I spend the rest of my life with this person? I'm sure my husband has had no doubt that thought about me. <laughs> But I feel like when you've made your vows before God and you're asking him for help, like even when you don't want to feel better about it, you're like, I am real cranky right now, but work on me so that I'll want to work on this and fix it. I feel like it gives you that thread. I think it's in Ecclesiastes that talks about, you know, a a cord of three threads is not easily broken and that idea that that faith and that the Lord is that extra addition to your marriage, which he certainly was in many ways for Joseph and Mary. Oh, clearly, I mean, God's hand was in all of that immune mean, from the, you know
1: from the angels you know bringing them together and and everything else um but yeah, you know for 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 me i mean when when I took my vows and Sean took his vows, um there were three of us there, you know mm-hmm. me, myself, Sean, and God, and so when you do go through those rough patches, if you're taking for us, we call it you know in, in again in our Catholic tradition, it's a sacrament um it's forever. And so, you know, I can't just break that vow mm-hmm. with Sean because I'm also breaking that vow with God, right? Um mm-hmm. and so for me the permanence that the permanence of marriage has helped me get through the hard, the hard times. So mm-hmm. I never think, Shannon, when I'm g- getting I never think about divorce. You know what I mean? I never think mm-hmm. about like it that way. It's oh, it's always like now, listen, I, am I blessed that I'm not in an abusive relationship? Of course, if I was in an abusive relationship, um, I bet that that the big D word would come to my mind at some point, but I'm not. And so I'm just having all the trials and tribulations that everyone has when they have to live with somebody who, you know, has a different standard of cleanliness than you do
0: <laughs> in the kitchen or something, you know? <laughs> See, uh, yeah, that would be me. She'll be one in our house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you learn, you know, you're learning to get along with each other, learning to figure out each other. It's been interesting as a mom to watch my own daughter go through her first year of marriage. Yeah. And um, you know, she's kind of come to me with, you know, issues that she's had and you know she's she's kind of feisty like i am i've toned down a bit <laughs> with my age but boy when i hear her talk Not i'm like, i bet i was just like a, just like that <laughs> um but you know it's been interesting because i just i don't what i advise her is the same thing i advise myself if you think about marriage it's forever so you better just work mm-hmm. it out you know you got to yeah. talk it through and you got to communicate and again that bond is with you and with christ And your husband and so it's it's not to be taken lightly and um and i think just taking that the idea that it could dissolve it could break up out of the picture Mm -hmm. gives it um it means you just got to work it out and and that's the way it is and so you you end up doing that but yeah i can't imagine being married outside of that christian bond uh, outside of that sacrament It, it just it literally doesn't make sense to me. And I I don't know if that's just the gift that my parents gave me by being raised, you know, in the Catholic church, but I, it's just not an option. It's not, um, unless I was in a, you know, a violent and abusive relationship, I, it's just not. Um, yeah. so I, I think that gives it, um, it gives it a different perspective.
0: Yeah.
1: Everything is so disposable in our culture these days.
0: Yeah. You're right. It's so sad. And that's the exact opposite of what God had intended. So there are many beautiful stories in the Bible that give us uh, a roadmap. Um, Of course, the the entire story of the Bible is God's love story towards us and redeeming us. And um, he knows we can't be perfect, but we can certainly look to examples like Mary and Joseph and so many other beautiful ones in the Bible, Adam and Eve, Song of Solomon. They're all in the new Love Stories of the Bible Speak, which is available everywhere uh, for pre-order or on the newsstands or wherever you, newsstands, I don't know if those still exist. I think they do. Um, Or any bookstore. (laughs) March 28th. Um, Rachel, thank you for coming to discuss one of my favorite stories in the book and certainly in the Bible.
1: Thank you, Shannon. Just remember, March 19th, feast of saint joseph there's no reason not to uh say a special prayer for um anyone in your life who uh, needs the uh, intercession of saint joseph and um, his
0: example in their lives on march 19th yes and what a beautiful example he gives us just as you do rachel thank you so much god bless you guys thank you shannon Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine.